Okay, welcome to an episode of No Episodes. Yes, my hair is different. Let's not talk about it. Um, I think I'm, going, I'm thinking I'm going locks. I'm not sure yet. Starting process. Anyhow, let's talk about the shiny watch theory. My theory. So this is a long story. There's multiple parts, and this is only for those people going to criticize this and say some things like. Um, well, don't care what people think and all the other stuff. So this kind of ties into what I was talking about before about um, why you should, why it should matter what people think, right? So let me get into it. Once upon a time, I go see this VP at this um, sneaker company and I pull up in the Impala of the year, whatever year it was, okay? because I was working with um, a lot of car companies and um, uh, GM had just lent me the Impala of the year. Mind you, prior to that, I was getting money with this company. I was working with this company. They were giving me uh, money to, to do things um, in this space. And it was, it was a dope relationship. Then um, I pull up to his office in the Impala and he has a glass window and he looks outside. He's like, is that the car you just pulled up in? And I was like, yeah. He's like, what is that? I'm like, it's the, it's the new Chevy Impala. He's like, man, I can't do business with you. I'm like, huh? He's kind of half joking. He's like, I can't do business with you. And I was like, why not? He's like, you're Marcus Troy. Like you're pulling up in an Impala, right? He's like, you're pulling up an Apollo. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, it was free. And like the company gave it to me for a week. Like what's the issue? He's like, yeah, but he's like, man, you, you're driving Bentleys in, in Paris, in London. You're working on these luxury brands. Like, why are you pulling up in an Impala? Like, that's just wild to me. Um, and he, he said it jokingly, but it stuck with me. And why it stuck with me was because actually after that whole scenario, we, we stopped doing business together. And I can't tell you it's directly because of that situation, but that's, that's one of the times I realized that people watch what you have and they make judgments based on your level of success or whatever you want to call it. And sometimes it may hinder you or help you. That was scenario one. Scenario two, uh, one time I was hosting uh, an event. Uh, I, I was in charge of a, uh, I was in charge of a, uh, a gifting suite. And celebrities were coming through and I partnered with this footwear company and um, uh, this part of mine at the time and we're doing this gifting suite. And this guy comes up to me and he's picking my brain. He's like, man, I, I've been watching you online, man. You're killing it, man. He's like, you know, you're, you're so successful. You're doing all these great things. Um, and I, I respect you because you're humble. And I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, you know, you're humble. And he's like, I look at your watch. You're wearing a nautical watch. And the time I was wearing a nautical watch. And he's like, you're wearing a nautical watch. Um, yeah, man, like, shout, shout out to Jesse Jones at the time who was working for Timex, I think, who owned Nautica, who was sending me watches. He's like, you're wearing a nautical watch. You know, you're really humble. Now, I should have taken that as a compliment that I'm humble. But... It was also like he's make the the his the way I feel his mind was working was that he was judging me that even though he saw my persona online, I was doing all these crazy amazing things and I was successful, that the fact that I was wearing a nautical watch 
in his mind, it showed humility, but it was also like, I take it as like, yo man, I'm glad that you're not with a Panerai or Audemars or Rolex because then my mind would be blown and I wouldn't understand how come you're living that life. So I reflected on that. Then the third scenario, actually, I went to a champagne dinner. You know, we do a lot of things with champagne companies. And uh, I get introduced to this guy. One second. I get introduced to this guy and we're talking all night for like an hour or whatever. At the end of the conversation, he literally says to me, he's like, man, I can't take you seriously. And I'm like, what? I can't take you seriously. And um, he's like, well, he's like, because you don't, you don't have a nice watch. Then he proceeds to tell me that he probably has nicer watches than everyone in the room because he was a watch collector. So mind you, the way I got introduced to this guy was like someone that introduced me was telling this guy how amazing I was and how how great I am and what I do and I work with all these like celebrities and athletes and I do a bunch of like things. So he's talking to me and he's picking my brain, he's asking me questions and I'm just, you know, telling him stories. But in his mind, he didn't understand how come if I'm traveling the world, working with all these cool people and people assume that all that comes with money and you have this company and you're working with big brands, how come I don't have a nice watch. And I told him like, listen, dude, um, I'm like, yo, watches are expensive habit. And I rather buy cameras. <laughs> I rather buy cameras, that's what I told him. Um, in, in our business, what we do is, you know, we, uh, cameras, uh, those kind of things are tools of the trade. I rather, buy, I rather buy cameras. But I can't say it didn't, it didn't, linger in the back of my mind. I'm like, man, like I have all these life scenarios and there's countless more where where people look at you for things that you have and it actually, you know, makes it judge it makes them decide for you if they think you're successful or if you're worth working with or doing things with. And I read this book and I can't remember the book right now, but it was about this book, this guy wanted a BMW. And his wife told him, we can't afford the BMW. Do not get the BMW. We can't afford it. It's not good. He had his own company. So he's depressed about it and he really wants his BMW. And you know what he does? He goes and he buys a BMW and he brings it home. And his wife's like, what are you doing, you idiot? Why would you buy a car we can't afford? Let me tell you what happened, okay, to this guy in this story. All his neighbors saw that he had a BMW in his driveway and they automatically assumed, man, hey, Bob, business must be great. You're doing so well. And his neighbors started giving them their business and he was able to pay off his BMW and more and be successful, blah, 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 blah. Another book that I read, it, it said to me, would you invest your money with a banker if you turned around and he was in the same car as you, stuck in traffic on his way to work? And the answer is no. Like usually if you see somebody with shiny things and shiny toys and they're telling you that they're successful, you're more likely to want to work with them and do things with them. This is why rappers have to show you how much wealth they have because it's a perception of success. And this perception makes people want to think that you're successful, they want to work with you, blah, 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 connect the dots, right? So. So as I'm, as I'm navigating this world, I'm learning that, man, this stuff's important. People care what car you drive. 
they care what watch you have. And Drake says in the song, he says something to the effect of little accents that make me a king, right? It's an accent. It's little things that, 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 that I guess, speak to who you are, whether it's your, in, your name initials in your cuffs, in your bed sheets, whether it's the car that you drive, the pen that you write with. Um, a few years later, I ended up going to LA and uh, meeting this really wealthy guy who had a bunch of companies and he wanted to talk to me about some business. And he told me one thing that stuck with me, he's like, my life is curated. Everything in my life is curated from the jeans that I wear, the shirts that I wear, the pen that I write with, the car that I drive, everything speaks to his personality and who he is. And I, res I respected that. And it wasn't about having uh, shiny things. It was about, he made a conscious decision to live his life in such a way that every item he owned had a purpose and it was specific. And that's, that's when my mind started working and saying, you know what, I wanna, I wanna get to a level in this life where everything I have is with purpose. From the pen that I write with, all the way down to the socks that I wear. And when the more successful you get, those things probably tend to cost more money and blah, 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 blah. So realizing this theory that people care about what you got on, I started paying attention to all the people that I knew online that were perceived to be successful. And you know what they all had on their wrist? A Rolex. Now, one second. Now, mind you, these were not what I can consider wealthy people. These were everyday people. Editors at magazines. Bloggers. Um, influencers. Uh, people who worked for the man, not, not, not people who had their own business, like people who lived in a, a certain lifestyle and they had to have these accents to prove to the, to prove to the world that they were worthy of what the world deems to be important in this world. So because I'm a thinking person, I decided to play the game. I decided to play the game. And I said to myself, you know what? I'll invest. And the reason why I say invest, because for those of you that don't know, some watches hold their value, right? I always told my friends who work in watch businesses, whenever I'm ready to buy a watch, I will go see them and get a watch. I don't believe in getting a vintage watch personally because I want to vintage it myself and give it to my kids. I don't want to get someone else's used watch and I don't know, it doesn't sit well. I like my things brand new for me personally. So I decided to go out and get myself a shiny toy. It is an expensive habit, and um, you have to be—you have to—it has to match your lifestyle and and, and what it is that you do. And um, can I tell you that it's changed my life? No. <laughs> can I tell you it's added value to my life? Um, it's added woos and wahs to the people that know what's up, you know. But that's not important to me personally. But I'll give you a scenario where. I felt like it mattered. Um, I go to Paris for Fashion Week, and um, I'm doing some work with uh, James Harden. You guys know him, the guy with the beard. And I'm with his team, and um, we were all in um, like the Sprinter Mercedes-Benz van. And I looked around everyone's risk, like the risk, 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 risk. 
And um, from his stylist, to his homie, to the guy who worked for Adidas, to the other guy that worked for Adidas, everyone in the car had on a Rolex. Of course, James had on probably the platinum version that cost 200 grand, but everyone had on a $10,000 watch on their wrist. And for the first time, for the first time, I had a self-reflection. I'm like, man, how would the interaction be perception-wise if I was wearing a G-Shock, right? My mother and father always told us, or told, I told me, I say us because I have brothers, that birds of a feather flock together, right? You want to be around people that are cut from the same cloth, that have the same mindset, that are about the same thing, right? It's, it, you're more respected that way amongst a circle. You're not, you're not the black sheep. And even though I don't mind being a black sheep, and like the Bible once said, count me amongst the rebels, that's how I feel, I felt a camaraderie because we all were sharing the same thing. We didn't talk about it, we didn't mention it, but it was a thing. Now, this is not a, a theory to say, go out there and spend 10 racks on a watch or 20 racks or 30 racks, whatever you can afford. But I am saying, however, that depending on what circles you move in and how you move, people are going to decide for you if you're worth their time, if you're trying to like level up with them or do things with them. You know, for some photographers, if you if I show up on set with a Rebel TXI, whatever, and I'm going to be like, what? That's what you got? I don't you don't have a Mark five, a Mark seven. You don't have a Sony S2. You don't have a Leica. Like it's the same thing in every world. You know, I can't pull up to a race in my my Toyota Tercel. You, you get what I'm saying? If everyone has Ferraris and, and, and foreign cars, like it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It depends how you're rolling and what circles you're rolling in. It really it really depends, right? And some things make you have access to make you a king. When I when we travel and we go around the world and we go to like these interesting dinners with interesting people, a lot of the cool elite people are wearing goros. You know, this is also an accent that makes you a king. You know, for some people like this, if you see people with this on their necks, there's like a, a secret society nod like, yo, I see you. You've been to Japan, you know about Japan, you know about what's going on. If you are if you work in fashion and you haven't been to London, Paris, Tokyo, uh, Italy, Milan, Florence, people look at you strange like, man, like you can't be about this. Like, you know, it's like if you, you wanna be a rapper and you don't know about you don't know Nas's album, Biggie's album, no matter how far back in time it goes, people look at you strange. People want to find a common thread between us. And some of these accents is what people look for. Does it, does it make sense what I'm saying? Now, this is probably one of the longest no episodes and the story goes deeper, but I, I kind of, I, I just want to say, I don't, I'm not saying to go out there and buy it, but if you've been on the wall, you've been hesitant and something you want to do, like a nice watch doesn't, make you a man or a woman. It doesn't make you the person you want to be. However, it helps with how people perceive you and how they perceive your level of 
success. And some people might think it's shallow. They might think it's like, oh, it's worthless, it's stupid, it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? And for some women, it's like having the right purse, the right Chanel purse, the right Yves Saint Laurent purse, you know, the right Gucci purse. Sometimes these little accents makes you part of a clique. And you can be the person that doesn't want to be part of a clique, and that's totally fine. I'm just saying is that sometimes you have to play the game depending on what game you're in and how you want to move in this world. Hope that was interesting and helpful to you guys and girls. That's my shiny watch theory. Peace.